11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Joe Jow. Joe, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously, it's a weird time right now. Um, I know you're in the quote-unquote bubble right now, so how, how's it going in there? Uh, the bubble's been pretty decent. You know, the first two weeks were kind of hectic, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, Dallas and Nashville dropping out. You know, everybody was panicking a little bit, but... Uh, things have simmered down. I think everybody's getting used to it. Yeah. What What was your first game back like? Like, did it just feel like normal? Um. Yeah. I mean, it had been a long time. I think it's yeah. been like four months now, and then with no fans, it was a little bit weird. But you know, the game is still the game. I mean, I kind of like it just because it puts everybody on a on an even playing field. Like, there's no mm-hmm. home field advantage, no fans to push you, or nothing like that. It's just us against them. Yeah, what about just like now that everybody's like literally together? Does it does it give you like a feel like you're at like a tournament, like a, when you were a kid? Yeah, pretty much. Like we were joking about that. This is like Disney Showcase all over again. You know, you <laughs> twelve, you thirteen when you come down. Because especially with the games, like we had to wake up at six a.m. I haven't done that since youth soccer. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. definitely flashbacks. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, just going back in time, like. Do you remember, like, the first moment, like, you touched a soccer ball? Yep, I remember. I just remember, um, like, I wanted to play basketball really bad just because I could use my hands and I thought it was easier. But my dad, he played soccer, so he kept, you know, pushing pushing soccer. And then uh, we were just breaking things in the house all the time. I remember that. <laughs> and um, I just remember, like, my first game. I was doing really well, but then I didn't understand that we had to switch sides at halftime. So I was just going full speed to my own goal about to score it until one of my teammates had to take the ball from me. So that was like my first game ever when I was like six. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I know your, your dad was a professional soccer player. So what, what was that like growing up, growing up with a dad that's a professional soccer player? It was cool, you know, because everything that I'm going through now, like he's kind of been through it. Mm-hmm. So he was able to guide me. Um, you know, obviously, some of the landscape in professional sports has changed, you know, media-wise and with agents and contracts and all that stuff. But for the most part about, you know, trying to take care of myself and being a professional, he was kind of able to lay that groundwork for me at an early age. Yeah, now you grew up in Maryland, and I saw that you went to IMG Academy in Florida. Um, what, what was the experience like there at IMG? IMG was nice, man. Um, that was like, you know, early stages for IMG before, mm-hmm. 
it turned into like this mega campus but that's kind of like where i you know got my first taste of what professional life was like you know with the protein shakes and mm-hmm. early morning <laughs> gym workouts and stuff like that so that was definitely some uh, good introduction and i think uh i got to meet a lot of cool people you know um i made some cool nba friends while i was down there a lot of my soccer friends you know so definitely mm-hmm. a great experience yeah and then after img like um what led you you didn't go to college right no no yeah so what i so, went yeah so tell I me went about to that. canada okay so I had, I had signed with a team in germany straight out of residency but i was only 16 so i couldn't uh go straight to germany until my 18th birthday so i signed a one-year loan deal with the vancouver whitecaps and that's where i was playing uh for my for my last year of high school before i went up there okay that, that's interesting so we're i'm assuming colleges were recruiting you yeah, like in that time, I went on a few college visits. Though, like my my sophomore year of high school, I was going. I went on a couple of visits to UMD. Actually, that's where I probably would have gone. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, and then going also. I know you played. Are you still play for the U.S. national team? You played for U seventeen, U twenty, U twenty three. Now you're on the the senior team. Uh, what, what's that experience been like too? Oh, man, it's been great, especially, like, to come all the way up through the ranks. I think yeah. I played for every national team all the way up until the, the A team. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things where it's it's, it's been an honor to, to, to represent, you know, because my, my dad had six caps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just to follow in those footsteps and then just to, you know, put on a good representation of my family and, and my city, how we play soccer, you know, how we develop players. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then, yeah, going going over to Germany, um, what was that like, just moving to Germany and just, like, you know, getting – was it, like, culture shock to you? Um, yeah, you know, it was much different because, like, I'm coming from a big city like Vancouver mm-hmm. and then the Washington, D.C. metro area where I grew up, and then I go to Hoffenheim and it's, like, a village of 2,000 people. So <laughs> that yeah. was, like, something totally different. And not to mention, like, everywhere I went, I was, like, the only black person, mm-hmm. you know. And then the language and everything, that was also, took time for me to get used to. Um, but when I was that young, I kind of only had one thing on my mind that was just, you know, playing soccer. Yeah. Did you did you end up learning any German? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm fluent now. Even, right. I mean, even my wife is German. Oh, all right. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so what what made you come over back uh, to the U.S. and go into the MLS? Um, I mean, I had been gone in Germany for so long. I think it was like mm-hmm. nine or ten years. Um, the league over here had grown a lot. Um, I, I mean, it was just something that always interested, interested me. Um, and just being closer to my family, yeah. having them be able to finally watch some of my games, you know, because... You can't really watch a lot of the games in Germany. Sometimes they're on too early or, mm-hmm. you know, fam is at work at certain times. And also, it got to a point where I was like, ah, I don't really feel like being the only black guy everywhere I go. You know, it was, it was one of those things, you know, the older I got, I got more comfortable with who I am, who I am as a person. And, and you know, yeah. I didn't see myself living out there after soccer, so... 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, um, I know the MLS, uh, I think you're on it, right? You, they created the Black Players for Change. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that's uh, that's been huge. Like, it's kind of a coincidence that all that happened as soon as I came back as well. You know, like, especially what I was just saying about yeah. feeling alone and things like that, and then to come back and for the Black Players for Change organization showing such a, a strong symbol of unity, you know, that, that's been great how that came about and just trying to create equal opportunities for, for the Black players, for Black coaches, you know, more opportunity for there to be Black GMs and, you know, Black mm-hmm. people in these boardrooms that are making decisions, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's one of the key, key uh, points for the organization. Yeah, definitely. Like, going uh, back to Germany, did you experience any racism there? Yeah, a lot. And it was just one of those things where it was, like, so normal to them. And the the the, the power distribution was just so crazy. It was, like, even when it did happen, nothing, you couldn't do anything about it, you know? Like, you'll yeah. get called a monkey in a games or fans will be spitting at you throwing bananas on the field and nothing will happen you know even mm-hmm. situations where teammates say some crazy shit to you and if you react everybody looks at you crazy you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those things where it's kind of like swept under the rug just because there is no um organization like how we have over here mm-hmm. now with the black players for change or with the numbers that we have over here, when that happens over there, it's like, who do you really go to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. That's why, I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't even imagine, like, just being the only blank person about, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, there's actually, there's actually even, like, so after I left, I actually figured out that there's some, some thing in, like, in all the contracts over there to where if you don't report, if you don't report a complaint two weeks after the fact that, like, you can't report it anymore. I was like, what? What? You know, um, there was an incident where um, somebody had called me the Mm N-word, and in the moment, I didn't really know how to react because everybody was present, you know? And I was thinking like, damn, so if these guys aren't going to do anything... What am I really going to be able to do? And I didn't want to put my career on the line, so I was like, all right, f- it, I'll just sweep it under the rug, I guess. But then after the fact, I was like, no, nah, actually, I want to I wanna file a complaint or something about this. And a lawyer told me, he was like, ah, there's a window where you got to report these things. If you don't report it in that window, then there's nothing I can do. I was like, huh? Yeah. So that just shows you how flawed the system is. Yeah, it's terrible. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with BPro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. All right, are you ready for these five Quincy questions? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, what's the most important quality that has made you successful as a pro? Uh, resilience. Yeah, for sure. You know, I just, uh, I had an injury where I was out for like, you know, two years where it was multiple times where I could have just stopped, but 
you know, I just kept going, kept going for my rehab, just in the process, and I was able to make it back, and I'm back on track. Yeah, what what motivated you to do that? Man, just looking at how far I'd come, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how far, how much I've been able to help my family, and then just looking at all the, you know, the, the kids that, you know, look up to me where I'm from, and I was just thinking, man, I can't, I can't give up, you know. What am I going to do if I just give up? Who am I really going to be able to influence if I just quit? You know, I can't tell anybody that they have to keep going when I just quit. I don't want to be a hypocrite, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? <sighs> Man, there's actually a lot of mistakes, but, <laughs> um, like, biggest one, <sighs> I can't narrow it down to one. I'll just say... Management and financial literacy. Right. Just bring it down to two. Those are good ones. Um, what advice would you give a young player trying to make a pro league? Um, I would just say really devote your time into your craft. Like, be honest with yourself. If you're really not going that hard, if you're not going hard every day, not you know putting 100% into to your recovery, into your development, then, you know, don't be out here telling everybody you want to be a pro because there's a big world out there. Every There's so many players out there, you know, so be honest with yourself, take things seriously, and then get after it, you know, focus on the process. And this one could be soccer-related or life-related. What, what's something most people think is true that you believe isn't? Like with anything? <laughs> yeah. What's something most people believe is true that I don't think is true? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> most people believe is true, but I don't think it's true. Um. All right, I'm going to have to go against the grain here. I believe Meek Mill is one of the most influential rappers in the game right now. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Uh, what's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of if it didn't go well? Ooh. That's a good one, yo. My rap career. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, actually, congrats. I just saw you got the star of the game the other day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, and then just going forward with this season, um, like, what are, you, what are your personal goals? Um, you know, just to be valuable to my team, mm-hmm. um, maximize the amount of minutes that I play, uh, just improve as a player, basically. I mean, I don't know how the season's going to look after the bubble, but mm-hmm. whatever games we do have, I'm just going to try and be at the top of my game every time I step on the pitch. Yeah. Just want to exceed my own expectations because the expectations I have on myself exceed anybody else's, you know. Yeah, for sure. Are right, you ready for some fun questions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, if there were, I'll give you two. Um, who would you want to do a jersey exchange with in the MLS and then overseas? Jersey exchange in the MLS. Um, jersey exchange, I'd probably have to say Damn, my boy Rodney Wallace ain't playing no more. He is playing on a comeback, so when he comes back, uh, I want to swap with him. All right. What about overseas? Overseas, Neymar. All right. That's dope. 
Um, what's up? What's your favorite food? Oof, jollof rice. It's like a Ghanaian dish. You know, my, my dad's from Ghana. All right. Um, what's something people don't know about you? I'm a huge anime fan. All right. What do you, what do you read it or what is it? Uh, it's online. Uh, I watch it. So I watch this. Uh, I mean, I watch a lot, but I'm watching full metal alchemist right now. All right. <laughs> That's different. What about, uh, no. you play any video games? Yeah, I play a lot of video games, man. Uh, I just beat, <laughs> I just beat this Star Wars game, Jedi of Fallen Order. I'm playing this other video game now, uh, Kingdom Hearts, and I dabble in Warzone as well, Call of Duty. All right. And then what about last one? What What's your uh, top three favorite movies? Top three movies. <laughs> Rush Hour 2. Right. Mean Girls <laughs> <laughs> and Juice with Tupac and Omar Epps. All right. Well, Joe, I appreciate you coming on. Um, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, you guys can follow me at JoeChow36 on Instagram. You guys can follow me at 36Finest on Twitter. Um, I also got a little media page, Takeoff underscore media um yeah yeah get at me all right appreciate it and uh best of luck the rest of the season all right thank you man appreciate it quincy mariquat here and thanks again for listening if you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it and if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next we'll get working on that right away you can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.